magic makers. I just have the bubbliest, cutest, most knowledgeable, smartest cookie on the podcast for you today. Her name is Natalie Rose and she's a virtual assistant. And Natalie reached out to me after hearing a past episode of Find Your Magic, the episode with my good friend, Shannon Mattern, if you want to go back and listen to it after this. Shannon is a seven-figure entrepreneur who is incredibly vocal about mental health. So obviously we get along swimmingly. And Natalie happens to be Shannon's virtual assistant. And after listening to our conversation on the podcast, Natalie reached out to me because she said that it might be beneficial to this audience, and I agree with her, to hear from a virtual assistant about the most common things that business owners struggle with and the most common areas of burnout. I was so excited to talk with Natalie about that today because she's seen it all. She's done everything from graphic design to website stuff, to technology stuff, to email marketing, to content creation. She's helped entrepreneurs of every size with every possible task. And now she's really found her niche, but it's so valuable to hear A, that none of us are alone. We all have areas in our businesses where we are not, it's not our zone of genius, right? We need and deserve help. And that's where it can really be valuable to start to think about hiring a virtual assistant. Hiring help is one of the fastest ways to grow, A, but B, it's also one of the best ways to infuse the fun back into being a business owner. I think we lose sight of that a lot. We get so focused on the money and, you know, hitting that bottom line goal. And it can feel like we're taking ourselves away from that goal if we hire help, right? We're spending money on help. But let me tell you, if you hire somebody for whom it's easy to do the things that you hate, everything gets done faster and everything gets done better. So it is strategic. It is smart to start to think about the areas where, you know, maybe you're not the most well-versed in technology and you could use some assistance or maybe writing captions on Instagram is an absolute drag for you and it's holding you back. Maybe it's time to hire somebody to help you with that. So in this conversation, Natalie is going to talk us through the most common things business owners struggle with, the most common areas of burnout, and how you can start to think about places that you can infuse more fun into your business. Because that's why you started in the first place, right? So with that, please welcome Natalie Rose to Find Your Magic. Natalie, welcome to Find Your Magic. It's magical to have you here. Yay, it's so magical to be here. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Of course. Well, when you reached out and you let me know that you found me through Shannon, who was on a previous episode of Find Your Magic, which if y'all are curious, you can see in the show notes below. I was so excited because Shannon is one of my North star, like favorite entrepreneurs that I have followed because she is so open about the mental health struggles 
of being a quote unquote successful entrepreneur. Yeah, for sure. I, I work with her, um, for those listening, um, I am her virtual assistant and the knowledge that I have learned from her and the insight that I have gained from just working alongside her has been like game-changing in my business and game-changing in like, you know, the virtual assistant work that I do. She has, I cannot speak highly enough of her. She's amazing. And yeah, like you said, she's just, she's so open about everything that she does. She never holds back. She, she gives everybody all of her knowledge so that they can thrive too. She's just, she's just a champion in, in this space. I love her so much. She totally is, but you're part of that because you are, as you said, her virtual assistant. So I'd love if you maybe shared a little bit about your journey to becoming a VA, like what brought you to wanting to do that? How did you find the people that you work with? I, I want to know more just about being a VA in general, because I actually don't know very much about it. Yeah. Well, so four years ago was when I started being a virtual assistant. Um, I started working for a company that works with bloggers, which is kind of the group that I work with now, but they work with bloggers and I loved what I did for them. And now looking back, I kind of was a virtual assistant for them, but <laughs> I didn't really know what it was at the time. So I was working for them and um, they, the CEO kind of told me like, you'd be a great virtual assistant. You love learning new things. You love meeting new people. You love just trying things. It's, and you love working from home. Like you're good at it. Like this sounds perfect for you. And I was like, what is that? Like that sounds like that doesn't, I don't even know what that is. And so I did some researching on it and, you know, it's all about like, you know, you can create your own hours. You can, you know, work from home. You can do this. You can do whatever you want. You can create your own rate. And I was like, this sounds like a dream. This is like my dream. I'm not very, um, I haven't really loved working in like corporate spaces. Mm -hmm. So I was like, this is like a dream to me. I'm like, this has got to be too good to be true, you know? Um, but I started kind of doing it. And at the beginning, I was really a jack of all trades. I was just kind of doing everything. I was trying everything I possibly could. WordPress, email management, copywriting, content creation, social, like everything. I was like, I, and everything I would learn, I would start offering it the next day. I was like, I love this. I bet there are a lot of people who can identify with that, myself included, where I was like, oh, I've been on Instagram for five minutes. Now I'm going to be a social media manager. <laughs> yep. Yep. That was it. And and it was so fun for me to just be like trying new things all the time. And I would offer it to my clients and, and it was just a fun way to learn for me. And it was just, it was kind of that eclectic kind of learning that I really like doing. So it was, it was just perfect for me. So I just kind of started gaining new clients through Thrive, who I worked for. And then, um, you know, word of mouth. And then now I have niched down quite a bit to content creation and writing services. But um, yeah, as I learned, I just like, it was just such a great space for me to be in and so perfect for me because I'm, I'm very outgoing. And um, yeah, and you wanted to, like you were asking about kind of what does a virtual assistant do? And it's really anything. I, like I said, I kind of specialize in content creation, writing services, but you know, like I used to do, there's people that do WordPress and you know, email management and Dubsado stuff. It sounds like it's kind of a bit of a choose your own adventure. It is. It is. Yeah. It's really, really cool. And, and I think the beauty of me trying everything in the world <laughs> really gave me the knowledge of like, okay, this is what I like and this is what I don't like. 
and these are the things that I'm really good at, and these are the things that I'm not so good at. And so I, I definitely went a non-traditional route, but I think it was really perfect for me. So I love hearing all of these different things that virtual assistants can help entrepreneurs with. And goodness knows, I, I know that all of us who are entrepreneurs are, we have to wear so many hats when we first start out. So when would you say it's a good time for someone who is a small business owner to really start to think about hiring a VA? Because I have yet to hire a VA, but I have outsourced many of my tasks to people who are where it's their zone of genius. Like my podcast producer is a perfect example. I do not want to edit these episodes. I don't want to post them. I don't want to worry about the technology. So she handles it all and I love her for it. Mm -hmm. So, but it took me a long time to be able to let go of control, right? Because your business is your baby. But that was a pretty easy decision for me because it was so far out of my zone of genius. So I'd love to hear from you as a virtual assistant, what's a good indicator that somebody is ready to hire somebody like you? I think it's different for everybody, but just as you said, there was a point in time where you were like, I don't enjoy this. This is not something that I want to do. So I'm going to outsource it. And I think number one, that's a good place to start is I hate email management. I don't want to do this. You know, I'm not good at it. I'm not getting any, no one's opening it. You know, no one is reading it. No one is liking it. No one's clicking the links. I'm going to hire a virtual assistant. I think that's a good time to, to know in your mind, like, am I am I good at this or is it like, am I enjoying this or is it even doing good? Like what I, and what I'm doing, even working, I think that's a good indicator of maybe it's time to hire someone that knows what they're doing and is a, a rock star in this area. They, they dedicated their job just to know, like just to being great at email marketing. So I think that's a really good indication of, I need to hire somebody. I'm not doing great at this. It's not working. Um, and then another indicator is like, are you having fun? Are you having fun in your business or are you just pushing pedals? Are you just getting things to work? Are you just like doing things so that you make money? Like, are, are, are you having fun? Why did you start your business? Because you wanted freedom. You know, you wanted time for yourself. You wanted to maybe be home with your more. Are you accomplishing that still? Like, is that something that you're still, are you missing out on dinners with your kids? Are you, you know, are you? Are you missing out on things that you started this business to accomplish? Mm. That's a good indication of, I need to hire somebody so that I can get back to being happy because yeah. owning your own business is a beautiful thing, but you want it to still be fun. And of course, not every aspect of owning a business is fun, but if you're dreading these little parts that you're doing and they aren't fun anymore, and the whole business is just like overrun by things that are just taking up your time. I think it's time to hire a virtual assistant. That is so wise. I love everything you just said. And it points back to the core of why I started this podcast, which is it should bring you joy. Like if you are spending all of your time in a career, building a path that is non-traditional, running a business, there's a reason for that. It's because you have a unique gift and you don't feel fulfilled if you're not giving that gift to the world. Do 
you like making money on autopilot? Thought so. That's why I am tickled pink to share one of our sponsors for Find Your Magic is my personal favorite platform, Kajabi, K-A-J-A-B-I. Kajabi. They are the number one most trusted knowledge commerce platform, and they have the most ways to directly monetize your content. So that means you can build and launch courses. You can have coaching programs, host your podcast. This podcast is coming to you from Kajabi right now. You can have memberships. There's so many ways to monetize content with Kajabi. And the reason I love them above other platforms is they make it so freaking easy. If you are technology averse like me, you are going to love how easy it is to just seamlessly create products and create marketing funnels all directly on one platform. You don't need to be connecting a million different things and tearing your hair out, trying to figure out why the cart isn't going to the email, isn't going to the analytics. Like it's just done. It's just all in Kajabi. It has seriously saved me so much time and so much money in my business. Can't recommend it highly enough. So pumped to be able to call them a sponsor. So go to kelseyformost.com slash Kajabi for a free 30-day trial of Kajabi's platform. That's kelseyformost.com slash K-A-J-A-B-I. Kajabi's awesome. And I will piggyback on what he said and maybe call a few people out here in that I think doing the things that aren't fun is sometimes an excuse uh, and a procrastination tool because we're so used to, we're afraid of what's going to happen if I'm actually super successful. Mm -hmm. What happens if I'm in the spotlight? What happens if this actually becomes something, then I'm going to really have to step up, right? But if we stay in our comfy zones and we play small and we distract ourselves with all the things like scheduling our social media and our blog posts and our podcasts and our emails, and we can just sort of lose ourselves in the muck and the mire of busy work, then that keeps us safe from being seen in a bigger, more profound way. Yeah. And I think there's a common misconception that running a business, it's not fun. It's not, it's not supposed to be fun. And if you're having fun, you're probably doing something wrong. (laughs) That's a big misconception. You know, that's not true. Like running a business can be fun. And I think a virtual assistant can bring that fun back into your life and make you see that like, I can succeed and I can have fun at the same time. Like I don't have to choose one. There doesn't mm. have to be just one or the other, you know? And I think, totally. think that if I'm running a business, it has to be hard and it has to be a struggle every day. And it's like, no, it, it, it doesn't, you know, you can hire somebody to assist you and make your life enjoyable. Well, so here's my next question. Mm-hmm. Is it fun for you as a virtual assistant doing the tasks that other people don't find fun? Yes, it is <laughs> because like I, I think I have gone through every task and I found the thing that I enjoy. Hmm. And when someone comes to me and says, I don't like content creation. And I say, well, I do. I think it's fun. I have a great time doing it. I'm a creative mind. I'm a creative soul. I love doing that. And so I think people also think like, well, I'm not, if I'm not going to like it, then they're not going to like it. You know, this is just not fun. 
Mm. Like, no, that's not true. Like, I, if you don't like content creation, find a virtual assistant that specializes in content creation because like, I guarantee they like it. <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. Like, just like how there are people who really excel at math in school and like freaking love going to math class. I dreaded it. And then vice versa, those same people who maybe loved math were not super into theater where I was like, yes, this is my thing. So (laughs) that's me. I hated math and me and you are both writers. So (laughs) theater writing. Yep. All of it. Oh man. I was such a dramatic child. So if someone is hearing that and thinking like, okay, yeah, I can definitely think of some tasks that are not fun for me that maybe would be fun for somebody else. I would sort of love to dial that up a little bit and know what are some common areas that you see business owners struggling with that you think are like a really great question to ask? Like, do you like doing X? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Um, I think that it depends business mm-hmm. owner to business owner, of course, but primarily the people that are coming to me are looking for content creation or writing services. And I think sometimes they're like, I, I cannot do the writing that is actually getting the attention of people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like the writing that I'm doing isn't getting any eyes. It's not getting any clicks. It's not mm-hmm. getting any of the things that I need it to do. Um, and they're trying and they're, they're doing everything they can and they're getting burnt out on that aspect and the, the failing of it. It's yeah. The, like, whether it's writing or something else, it's the fail, like quote unquote failure of it mm-hmm. makes people just like, I am burnt out and I want to quit. I don't want to do this anymore. And it, yeah. and it makes people like shut down a little bit. And I, that, that makes me sad. I'm like, no, let, let somebody help you, you know? Totally. So just riffing off of what you just said and some of the things that you said previously, we've got content creation, which by the way, can mean many things, right? That can mean video, social media posts. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some other things that fall under content creation? Cause I know that's a huge that's a bucket. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I kind of leave it open-ended so people can come to me and ask. Cause like I said, I've tried a bunch of different things, but I like to primarily do graphic design. Um, I like to do writing. That's also content creation. I, I like to write emails. I like to, you know, and content creation can be any, it can be videos. It can be TikToks. It can be reels. It can be sending you real ideas. It can be, oh my God, I, podcast ideas. It can yeah. Be, you know, like I said, graphic design, it can be video creation, YouTube, you name it. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. Content, content, content creation can be anything. So, yeah. I also think another area that I commonly see people really excited to hire a virtual assistant for is anything to do with technology that isn't their zone of genius. So scheduling apps that need to be connected, course creation platforms, um, WordPress, you mentioned like someone who understands the inner workings of how to, how to blog on a WordPress site. There are, you can search for and find and connect with virtual assistants who can help with anything like that, where I, I see so many of my students mm-hmm. hold themselves back because of technology. I would say that is the number one killer of dreams. Yep. Yeah. And there are tons of virtual assistants that do just tech. Mm-hmm. 
and the technology behind content creation too. Like someone could specialize in Canva and really be good at Canva that that's technology. Yeah. And a good indicator is what is the thing you're dreading doing, but you know, is going to move the needle. Yeah. And I think there were parts of kind of to piggyback off of that, there were parts that I tried in the past that I was like, I am dreading doing this. I'm dreading doing this and I'm doing it for someone else that also dreads doing this. Yeah. So um, that I I knew wasn't a good fit, but Mm -hmm. I like it. Like you just said, if you're dreading doing it, you can find a virtual assistant that doesn't dread doing it, (laughs) especially if they specialize in it, not just a jack of all trades like I used to be. Totally. That means that they're good at it. That means that they chose it for themselves. They chose to do that. So they don't dislike it. They're good at it. They're a specialist. And you don't have to feel guilty for asking them to do it, which is the best part. (laughs) And I think that's something I also wanted to talk about on this podcast is like, you do not have to feel guilty to ask for help. Yes. And I think that there's another misconception of like, the business owner that did it all themselves. They built their business from the ground up. I did it all myself. I didn't need any help. You, you know what I'm talking like? It's just- the only thing that that means is it took them three times as long and cost them as like yep. way more money. Yes, exactly. And so I think there's this like dream that some people have of like, I'm going to do it all myself and it's going to be amazing. It's all going to be mine. And it's like, that's great. But <laughs> like you said, it's going to take, so much longer and it's going to wear you out and it's going to cost you more money mm-hmm. when you could hire a specialist. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to advocate for virtual. I, I am trying to advocate. Yeah, virtual. no, you should. It's like, if you just hire help, I know, I know it seems like, oh, I'm giving up. Like I'm, I think some people think I'm giving up if I hire somebody to help me with this. I'm, I'm giving up a part of my business that I could definitely do myself. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I think there's this idea of like negativity around asking for help. Do you dream about people coming to your website and telling you, I cannot wait to work with you. I've been looking for this forever. I feel like I already know you. Can I please pay you to help me? Or maybe you just want to feel more confident when you sit down to write something for your business, knowing your words aren't just evaporating into the ether of the internet, but instead are connecting with your ideal customers. Look, after years as a freelance copywriter, I can very confidently tell you that no matter what business you're in, great copy turns words on the page into dollars in the bank just like magic, which is why I want to make sure you know that my signature course copy class is currently open for enrollment. Now, here's the thing. You can hire a professional copywriter, but honestly, that could cost you thousands and it just doesn't make sense to hire someone every freaking time you need to write something for your business which is why I specifically designed copy class for non-writers, entrepreneurs who want to learn to write their own high converting copy without breaking the bank or spending hours staring at the blinking cursor of death. 
copy class covers everything you need to know from the psychology behind why certain writing works to honing in on your actual ideal customer, AKA people who are truly going to give you their monies to how to write a website that converts start to finish. And finally, how to send emails that convert and sell. So if you want to learn more about copy class, see what's inside and hear from past students, head to kelseyformost.com slash copy class. That's kelseyformost.com slash C-O-P-Y-C-L-A-S-S. I agree. I think that, well, I think that women are taught not to ask for help. In, well, not just women, people, everyone, men don't like asking for help either. turns out. Right. <laughs> I, I think that you're so right that asking for help has been traditionally seen as like some sort of weakness. Mm-hmm. But then on top of that, um, I think there is a need for control sometimes. Yeah. Like if we, if we feel like we are outsourcing, something, then that means it's out of our control and it's out of our hands. And what's amazing is my therapist told me this one time, I was like, but if I let go of this thing, then it's totally out of my control. What happens? And she was like, don't you think that that's probably a good thing? (laughs) And I was like, oh yeah, it's probably, (laughs) it's probably better that somebody else, she was like, you're not in control of the airplane when it's flying. Do you think it's better that you control the airplane or the pilot? <laughs> That's a good way to think of it. I really like that. Cause I have that issue too, even though I'm like the person that's like, no, take, you don't need to, you know, be in control. And I'm here. I am like, oh my gosh, if I'm not in, pro- in control of this and this and this and this, and this then everything's going to fall apart. And it's like, I think that's a common symptom of creative minds actually. Cause I think that we're able to see the final product in our brains of what we're envisioning creating. Right. So when we give, we have to give up control because we can't make our vision because we simply don't have the skill set. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really, really tough. It's really, really tough. I, I can imagine it would be like raising a kid right? Like having a business is like having a baby in so many ways. I've heard from many moms. Uh Um, and at some point it does take on a life of its own and you have to let it go. You have, in order to let it grow, you got to let it go. Right. So it's the same thing where it's like, yeah, you create it. You have the vision, like you do all you can to nurture this thing, but then at some point it's going to become so much bigger than you. And that's what you want. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's funny you say that. Cause I've always used that metaphor with plants. I love plants. I have, <laughs> I have so many plants Yay. Like, all over my apartment. Same. And I've always used that metaphor with plants when like, you know, you, you plant the seed. And I literally posted this on my Instagram yesterday. You plant the seed, you hope for something beautiful to come of it. It it starts to sprout. You're taking care of it. You're loving it. You're making it grow. You're giving it life and love. And then it starts to, you know, it starts to grow out of control. Like there's, there's vines everywhere, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like there's, it's starting to grow and it's starting to flourish. And then it's kind of out of your control and you just have to let it do its thing. Like you just have to let it grow and, and grow and grow and grow and do its own thing at that point. And that's a, exactly the same metaphor of like, there's a point when it, it can get out of your control. Right. Yeah. Right. But that doesn't mean it's not flourishing. Yes, 
exactly. Yes. You just need a little bit of help to take care of it. Exactly. Natalie, I love this conversation. This is so, so great. Are there any final thoughts that you want to leave the listeners with? I would love to tell anybody that's listening, if you're, whether you're a business, like, first of all, for business owners, you deserve help. You deserve help. You, life is hard. We're, we're in a pandemic. We're all growing online businesses and you deserve help. Whether you're at the beginning, whether you're in the middle, whether you're the pro status, you deserve help. And on the flip side, if you're a virtual assistant that's listening or aspiring virtual assistant, just do it. I think that's the thing that I would tell myself when I was starting is like, just start. I just started promoting my business last month. I'm four years in and I just started and I'm so upset with myself because I'm like, this is so fun. And why didn't I start sooner? Mm. Why didn't I just do it? Why didn't I just, who cares if I look stupid? Who cares if I get five legs? Who cares? You know, like I, I heard something a while ago that was like, no one has ever said, oh, I wish I'd started later. Yeah. (laughs) So true. Yeah, for sure. I love that. Natalie, where can people find you and support you? You can find me at my website, which is natalierosva.com, or you can follow my Instagram, which is natalierose-va. Um, I'd, love, I'd love for you to check out my stuff. Um, if, you're, if you're in need of help or if you're just in need of a friend, I'd love to be both of those things. That's so great. Thank you so much for sharing that. And all of her information is also in the show notes below if you are listening to this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here and sharing such valuable insights, Natalie. You're an absolute doll and I'm totally obsessed with you. I'm obsessed with you. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. All right, everybody go out there, find some magic and take care. Hey, Magic Maker, if you made it to the end of this episode, it means you're truly committed to inviting more magic into your life. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and follow Find Your Magic on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to this stuff. Each review truly means so much to me. Thank you for being here. Now go out there and find your magic.